Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about how does the recently voted on infrastructure bill affect the crypto industry? And Philip's thoughts on the Grayscale Digital Large Cap Fund. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Weekly, I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, and Allison Rife Martin, CEO of Rife Martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly. On the episode, you'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning, so you know which episodes are the advanced planning episodes. Uh, If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on, on the episodes. Enjoy your day. It is August 11th, 2021, back with another episode. Hope your week is starting out well. A lot has happened in crypto land in the last five days, including the weekend. And so before I get into my main topic, I really want to cover what happened with this infrastructure bill because I had quite a bit of people text me about it and ask questions on it. And so here's the summarized uh, version of it. What it also let me know is I need to scale up on uh, my knowledge of the political process and how all of how all of that works. There was a lot of moving pieces that I had to research, dig up. So I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's how that works. And, um, and we'll get to it, I'll cover it. So the basic thing is the infrastructure bill expanded the definition of what it means to be a broker. And the reason why that's important is the know your customer uh, reporting. And so, you know, if, if you're a broker, uh, you, you have or, if, you know, even banks have to do this, but you have to know your customer, meaning you got to know who they are, birthday, social, all that information. So you can make sure that uh, you're not helping drug dealers launder money or terrorists launder money or transfer money. And the other reason too is, and the big reason for the bill is they're about to pass this, this infrastructure bill costs about a trillion dollars and they wanted to, they had counted on roughly about 28 billion or $30 billion um, expected from the bill coming from crypto taxes in the future. And so they needed a way to track who had all the money and where it was because they feel like a lot of crypto folks uh, engage in tax avoidance. And, and I'm not going to give my opinion on these things. I'm just giving, I'm just giving the facts right now. So uh, as I mentioned, trillion dollar infrastructure bill, uh, they're going to, the trillion dollars is going to be spent over the next 10 years. And what happened was a few crypto and, and at the last minute, 
they snuck this provision in, right? Last trying to sneak it in. And I don't think they realized how big and committed the crypto community was, but they uh, went fast. And a, and a few crypto-friendly senators uh, created an amendment to exclude certain uh, companies in, in crypto that really just ran software and there's really no way for them to know the KYC rules. So they were, they were going to put unnecessary regulations and burdens on people who weren't even in the like who were who are, who were not like coinbases or gemini's or a actual brokers that 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 get that information and anytime anytime you add excess regulation like you kill innovation you know you look at highly regulated industries utilities uh, banks um, registered investment advisory firms not a lot of innovation you can do because the, it costs so much everything you have to, all things you have to do from a reporting standpoint. You know, side note, Senator Cruz made a great point. And these are one of the, you know, for those who know, I'm, I'm pretty apolitical, right? Uh, I, you know, I'm not Democrats, I'm not Republicans. I like something the Democrats do, I like something the Republicans do. One of the things that I like that what Ted Cruz uh, said was, you know, you have all these people here voting on a bill and maybe five of them in there do anything about crypto. And that was a stretch, right? And I think that's that's crazy that we have all these politicians that are like creating rules, split second, and don't fully understand the implications of what they were doing. And so I I, I really appreciated that, that that comment. And what it showed too is the fight isn't over. Like we're getting more and more people who are crypto friendly, and so that that is exciting. Let's go back to the to the, to the details. So, um, and basically the, the reason why the crypto industry ultimately ended up um, not winning this fight was it was one senator that basically said, hey, if y'all don't put my 50 billion of military spending in here, then I'm not voting for the bill. And, and that was a deal killer for a bunch of other senators who wouldn't vote on a new, for a new bill that included extra military spending. And so it, was, it, it basically killed the deal. They didn't allow any new amendments. So now the bill is in the House, controlled by Democrats, probably going to pass. And it starts in the 2024 tax season. So, you know, between now and then, a lot can a lot can happen. Um, you have the crypto industry getting bigger and bigger. Um, you have a lot of folks that just, and this is my opinion, like me, that are becoming like one or two issue voters. Like, I don't care about the party. Matter of fact, this bill showed there were Democrats and Republicans who support crypto because for Democrats, it's freedom for people, for the unbanked, for the who the banking system abuses. For Republicans, it's freedom, right? Um, so you have unity. And so you have a lot more people like me, like, like listen, both of y'all lie. Both of you are, are about uh, the interest of those who control DC. And so crypto is for the people. I'm for the people. So if you support crypto, I support you regardless of colors. And let's say it doesn't end up, here's the most important part from an investment standpoint. If it does not change, those companies can always just go offshore. And we have a huge offshore business, you know, that hedge funds operate, you know, use to operate their locations and other companies where there's basically dumb regulation in their country. They just go offshore because there's always going to be some country, some area that wants new business and can appreciate the economic impact of a new industry being built in their area. So let's hope we stay in the U.S. And Texas is trying to become Bitcoin country. That's why I really appreciate 
what our politicians are doing uh, here in Texas, despite all their shortcomings. But that's what's happening on the infrastructure bill for crypto. Let's talk about the main topic. And it is, I mentioned a couple, I mentioned uh, a fund that I liked a couple of times on the podcast uh, and that we own, you know, full disclosure. It's GDLC, the Grayscale Digital Large Cap Fund. And the reason why I like I like this fund is if I'm going to make a concentrated bet, meaning bet on one individual stock or bet on a specific crypto, I need to have very high conviction. And and so for me, for the crypto world, I understand the financial, I understand the current financial system. I understand the shortcomings of the central bank. I understand how Bitcoin is a is, Bitcoin is a rules-based monetary system that replaces people making decisions. And I understand the Lightning Network being built on top of that to com- compete or be the visa of the crypto world that's faster, cheaper, all that kind of stuff. So I understand that. So I'm very bullish on Bitcoin, as you already know. Now, the other cryptocurrencies are being built out for different purposes. And I hope that some of the listeners haven't mistaken me being bullish on Bitcoin at the current moment with the current facts. And that's separate from I, you know, um, me not thinking other cryptocurrencies will be useful in the future. It's just that I don't know. I guess the per- best example would be, you know, after, you know, after, so going back to my railroad principle, right? I was not bullish on crypto in 2017 when everybody was invested in it and it wasn't a clear winner, right? This is similar to tech stocks 99, uh, investing in new industries is dangerous because you don't have a clear winner. But then once it's a clear winner, right? So in 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 you know 2019, Bitcoin and other cryptos had dropped 80-90%. Uh, some of them went away. Bitcoin became a clear winner. I got bullish on it. Same thing with uh, tech stocks, right? Amazon was a clear winner of what it was doing in early 2000 after the crash. And you could have bought it and held it for a long time and made money. So the as a, the internet's first application where it was a lot of money was e-commerce, right? But then later came Google, Facebook, Netflix, all the other companies that were that were valuable, but you couldn't buy them until later. So I think that I use the same analogy for the crypto world. And what GDLC allows me to do isn't is um, similar to what you do in the stock market. So one good thing to use in the stock market if you want to have a diversified portfolio and participate in a certain asset class, but you're not sure which asset class are going to be the winners. Um, you just you just buy an, 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 uh, an ETF, an exchange-traded index fund, basically, which is the basket of stocks in the industry. So S&P 500 is the most known one. It's the 500 largest companies in America. So if you say, hey, I, just, I want to bet on America, I think over the next decade, America will be the best performing American stocks would be the best performing asset class in the area or a high performing asset class in the area, but I don't know which stocks are used by the S&P 500 and it uh, gives you that position. And so for me, I fully believe that crypto as a whole over the next decade will significantly outperform every other asset class, right? Um, I have high conviction on Bitcoin, so I own that outright, but this fund allows me to say, hey, let me, I don't know which one, so let me buy an index that will weight the investments in according to what the market 
says the high, the, the basically I'm using the market's conviction, right? So the market says at the current moment that the fund should have, you know, that the, that the fund should have, you know, 60% plus of the money in Bitcoin, about 30% in Ethereum, 20, 20-ish percent in Ethereum, and then a couple of other ones. And so uh, how, how does the index determine that? It, it's market weighted, meaning market cap weighted, meaning it looks, it looks at the market cap of the crypto market. And then if, if Bitcoin's bigger, it gets a bigger weight. If Ethereum's second bigger, it gets a second bigger weight. Right, there's, it's more complex than that, but that's the same way the S&P 500 is. It's not, you, you let all the smart people that are crunching numbers, um, doing their math, looking at the industry, the market decides. And the market is more, more times than not smarter than, smarter than an individual. And so that's why I like that fund because I get the, the wisdom of the crowds. I guess the best example of the wisdom of the crowds is there's a study done multiple times by different professors at universities and they would have a jar of jelly beans in the in the in the front and they would ask everybody in class hey um, write down your guest your 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 estimate of what how many jelly beans are in the jar and no individual got the right guess some got close but not real close but when you take all the the, the answers and you um average them out so you add them all up average them out the the collective got pretty real close to the number like almost spot on to the actual number of jelly beans in the jar and so that's the that's the wisdom of the crowds right that's a perfect example of it to collective like we're smarter and so that's what gdc allows you to do for the entire market so hope this helps somebody if you need more research on what a market cap weighted index is Uh, Just Google it. Investopedia has some good information on it. Uh, You can also probably find some good YouTube videos on it that might explain it uh, better than what I did. But y'all enjoy your day until tomorrow. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.